0: Praise the Lord, everybody. It's good to be in church tonight. I, uh, I was thinking about the weather and all of these things that are on our minds. and uh, Someone mentioned to me that it would probably be good to preach short tonight with all of this weather coming in. And I hate to say it, but you know what that does? It makes me want to preach a long time. There it is. Glory. That is, if we can keep the sound going, we'll do our best. How many feel good tonight. How many love the Lord. Appreciate the goodness of God. It's good to be home. I, uh, this will be my fourth time preaching in three days, and so you can hear it in my voice. I apologize for that. Um, but I, I do have a word from the Lord for us, and uh, I'd like to direct your attention to Matthew chapter 19. And verse number 26, a familiar scripture, Brother Mooney referenced it in her 50th anniversary service, and I think it'd be good for us to consider it tonight, Matthew 19 and 26. I do want to say it's great to be home. Uh, it was. It's always a privilege to be asked to preach somewhere, um, and I never take that for granted. Uh, I preached uh, for... Brother the Camlick and Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia, a tremendous church, a tremendous, uh, tremendous pastor there. I love them. I think it's my third or fourth time preaching in that church, and we had a good move of God. Several people received the Holy Ghost, and I'm thankful for that. And you know, the thing is, someone can ask you one time, and that's an honor. But if they ask you twice, uh, that means they like you, and so I'm I'm thankful for that. But I will say that I am absolutely thrilled to be home. There is no church like Apostolic Tabernacle. I said there is no church like Apostolic Tabernacle. And I don't care where I go. I don't care where I am. I miss being home. And it feels right. Feels right. Feels right to be home. Matthew 19, 26. If you have that, say amen. I also want to say that it's great to see Philip and Naomi, if I have that right, and Caleb as well. And they're in town for a while. And we love them and appreciate them. And were y'all honeymooning in Florida? Is that what happened? Wow. Well, you made it to the promised land. <laughs> Amen. Good to see y'all. Recently married. Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, All things. All things are possible. Put your Bibles down. Lift up your hands. Let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray you'd help us. I pray you'd speak to your people. Minister to us, I pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray our hearts would receive the word with gladness, God. We give you praise. And someone said in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing and worshiping. God bless you. You may be seated. I'd like to preach from this subject. Don't bind God to your limitations. Don't bind God to your limitations. Uh, we live in a world of laws, and laws of nature, not just, not just laws of the land, uh, but laws of nature. And these laws transcend the law of man. And they translate themselves in many ways. And the laws of nature can be very intimidating as we're seeing. I can feel the uncertainty in this room because no one really knows what the wind is going to do. No one can predict the direction of a storm with any certainty. Uh, Just 24 hours ago they were predicting one thing about Hurricane Irma, and then this morning I woke up and they were saying something very, very different. Because man has not figured out how nature works. We think we have, but in the end, nature is not something that we fully understand, and it's certainly not something that we can control. If you were a a crazy lunatic like I am, and you were to jump out of an airplane it would be wise for you to have a parachute with you because you'll realize very quickly that you have no control over the law of gravity. Uh, I was thinking about it when Brother Nathan was uh, talking about the the offering we're going to do next week, and I'm just thankful no one's putting me in jail next week. And I was thinking, Pastor thinks that's a good idea. I think it's good the way we're doing it. But I was thinking about how it wasn't too long ago that... uh, Four sheaves for Christ, uh, I decided it would be good if we raised a certain amount of money that uh, me and some of the other men, that uh, back when I was on the youth committee, that we would jump out of an airplane, and we did. We raised the money, and, and I'll never forget that feeling. I wasn't afraid at all. Uh, I was watching other people jump out of planes. I wasn't afraid, uh, and uh, even got on the plane, I wasn't afraid at all. felt good. I was excited. But I'll never forget that moment of truth when I stepped to the door of the airplane. <laughs> and, I, and I looked down, and all I could see was clouds. And, and suddenly it hit me. I realized that I was an insane person. It dawned on me. I, I have completely lost my mind. Why am I looking forward to this? And I had been really excited about it. And I got, I got to the edge, and I looked down. And, and, uh, and I said, nope, not doing that. But what they do is if it's your first time, by law, you're not allowed to jump out by yourself the first time. You have to jump with someone. You have to have a, uh, a licensed trained instructor who jumps with you. And what he does is he straps himself behind you. And, and, uh, and so he saw me freeze up and he saw me start shaking my head like this. He told me later, he said, you were doing like this. I don't even remember doing that. He said, you were shaking your head like this. And, uh, and, and as I said no, he said yes. And when he said yes, he pushed. And when he pushed, all of a sudden I'm free falling. <laughs> and <laughs> you want to talk about being a prayer warrior. I turned into the greatest prayer warrior on the planet. I was calling on the Lord. I was I was asking God, and I was saying, Lord, if you'll spare my life, I'll never do anything this stupid again. I promise, Lord, just have mercy on me this one time. And, and I came face to face with the law of gravity. Gravity is not something that we can control. We can temporarily suspend gravity. We have ways of manipulating gravity. But in the end, gravity always wins. And uh, even with that parachute, when my... When my feet hit the ground, I felt the jolt of how gravity brought me back into contact with reality and the real world because the laws of nature are divinely designed. In 2008, when Hurricane Irene landed on the East Coast, there were quite a few casualties, and, uh, and it wasn't for reasons that you would think. It wasn't uh, people who were in their homes necessarily It was a a few dozen people who decided that they were going to try and take their boats out and their surfboards out into the ocean while the hurricane was coming in. They were thrill seekers. And when they got out there, they thought they could defy the laws of nature. But nature is more powerful than human ingenuity. Nature is more powerful sometimes even than our brains can comprehend. And it's incredible to me. That in an age where we can jump onto an airplane and be anywhere in the world in a matter of hours, the laws of nature still govern our lives. We have not conquered death. We have not conquered cancer. We have not conquered hurricanes. We haven't conquered tornadoes or storms of any kind. I I was reading just this week with all these tragic hurricanes hitting uh, all over the country how uh, the United States has experimented with Ways that they could uh, try to manipulate a hurricane, one of the things they talked about is is blasting sound waves right into an oncoming hurricane and They hoped that maybe that would break up the wind pattern and somehow that would stop the onslaught of a hurricane. But they realized that we don't have anything powerful enough to create that level of intensity in the universe. And even if we did, it would be dangerous to anybody nearby because we have not conquered nature. With all our genius and inventions, we still can't control the rain or change the elements. There are some things we just can't control. And there are times in life where we come face to face with these things. Maybe you're still learning that some things are beyond your control. If you haven't learned that painful lesson yet, I can assure you that it's coming very soon. But you will find that it is good to be on the Lord's side. That's why the scripture says with God before us, who can be against us? and i'm glad to tell you tonight that god made the ice and he controls the ice it was god who made gravity and he controls gravity. It was God who created the wind, and he controls the wind. It was God who created the rain, and he controls the rain. It was God who set the firmament in place, and he controls the firmament. It was God who gave us the sun to be a light by day, and the moon to be a reflection by night, and he controls all of those things in the palm of his hand. In fact, my Bible tells me That the earth is his footstool. This world is no problem for God. He has it all in control. He flung the stars into space. He knows each of them by name. He created you and he knows you by name. He knows the tears that you cried last night. He knows what you're going to face in the morning. Because he is God and he is on the throne. And he is all powerful. Yes, he is. God is the great creator. He is the great sustainer. Several times, Jesus quieted the storms and stilled the waves to show us here today, thousands of years later, that nothing is beyond God's control. There are things that we can't deal with, things that we can't handle, but God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that worketh. In us. Look at your neighbor and say, in us. Sounds to me like you need the Holy Ghost operating in your life. How many are glad that you have the Holy Ghost tonight? If you have the Holy Ghost operating inside of you, you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above what even you think that you can do. Because sometimes we look at our limitations. We look at our flesh. We look at our failures. And we say, I can't do that. But with God, all things are possible. With God, nothing shall be called impossible. The disciples came to Jesus in one place and said, we have no food to feed this crowd, and, uh, and they're already very hungry, Jesus, and so I think it'd be good for us to send them away. Let's direct them to the nearest soup kitchen, Jesus. Let's get them to the closest shelter. The disciples were ready to ship them off and, and let someone else take care of them. They had placed their own, listen to me carefully, they had placed their own limitations on Jesus. We here today do that all the time. We put our own limitations on God. But Jesus said to his disciples, Your limitations are not my limitations. Aren't you glad God isn't limited by the things that limit us? Your inability is not my inability. Just get that little lad over there and and bring those few loaves and those few little fishes to me. And that little lad who gave his little lunch to Jesus didn't know if he'd ever see that lunch again, but he offered it to Jesus anyway. And instead of having a little taste, he enjoyed a feast. Listen, I'm going to get a little off track here for a minute. But some of you tonight think God is asking you to give too much to him. You think God is asking you to give more than you're willing or able to offer. And because you count the cost before you give it, you remain uncommitted to God. But God will always give you more than you give to him. God will always. Oh, I'm gonna preach this now. I know hurricanes are coming and we're nervous, but let me preach for just a minute here. God will always outgive you. God will always outgive you if you'll give the little loaves and you'll give the little bit of fish that you're clinging to tonight some of us are holding on to our stuff because we don't want to part with it but what you've got to understand if you will put it in the hands of Jesus he will bless it he will break it and he will multiply it and there will be baskets left over there will be blessings left over there will be an overflow that comes into your life but you have to give it to God first but God I don't have enough to give and still pay my bills your limitations are not God's limitations but God if I give you that I won't have anything for that over there somebody needs to understand your limitations are not God's limitations stop placing your limitations on God The Lord put us into this world and he put into this earth an institution that he raised up and it's called the church. Someone shout the church, the church of the living God. The church is not a man-made institution. I preach about this a lot because the spirit of our age would like to convince you that the church is just something that if some preachers got together, they, they usually say something like some greedy preachers got together and they put the church together. And I'm going to tell you that the church is founded on the rock that is Christ Jesus up on this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. We are the body of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. And he put this institution into the world because he wanted a place that would be a haven of rest, an ark of safety for lost people. The church is a place where people can come who realize that they don't have control of everything. The church is a place that is a shelter from the storms of life. This is a place where Zacchaeus can climb into sycamore trees and find Jesus. This is a place where folks can come that don't have it all figured out and come into the presence of Jesus. This is a place where a widow can give some alms into the treasury of the Lord and There'll always be a Pharisee that says she didn't give very much. There'll always be a disciple who says it doesn't look like she gave that much. But God looks down and says she gave the very last little bit that she had. Oh, great is her faith because she put it all into the house of God. She got Jesus' attention that day. And so the Pharisees would come and they would pour out what seemed like a lot of money in man's eyes. But really, it was a small portion of what they had. They gave publicly so everyone could look and everyone could see. Everyone was impressed by them. Everybody except Jesus. Jesus said, I'm not interested in someone who thinks they have it all figured out. I'm not looking for someone who thinks they can buy their way into heaven. I'm looking for someone who will just simply give me everything. And while nobody else was looking... Jesus was watching this little widow woman and her two mites. And Jesus said, I want to bless her because she gave her all. God is looking for someone tonight who recognizes their own limitations. Someone who realizes they don't have all the answers. Someone who's not holding anything back from God. Someone who will give everything no matter the cost. Someone who recognizes that they live within a certain set of parameters and boundaries but knows that God does not live within those same limitations because with men some things are impossible but with God all things are impossible the doctor can tell you it's inoperable and it's incurable but that's man's designation with men some things are impossible but with God all things are possible some people will look at their loved ones and say I don't think it's possible that they could ever be saved they're just too far from god and with men some things are impossible but with god all things are possible somebody needs to wake up and shout in the middle of a storm tonight somebody needs to open up your mouth in the middle of hurricane weather and say god is able god is able to move in every circumstance Some people say God can't do this or God can't do that because they're imposing their own limitations on God. But God is not bound by the same obstacles that bind you and me. God is not restrained by the same restraints that hold us back. God is not limited by the same things that limit you and I. We've gotta take our eyes off of the storm. We've gotta take our eye off the hurricane. We've gotta take our eyes off the problem. We have gotta get our eyes off of all of the fearful things. And turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his glorious face. And the things of this world will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Sometimes you've just got to step back and remember that God created this world. He controls this world. God can handle it. Whatever the situation is, God and move. God isn't bound by time. God isn't bound by space or age. God isn't bound by pain. God isn't bound by disease. God isn't bound by temptation. God isn't bound by fear or by the problems or by all of the things that swirl around in our finite minds. God is bigger than all of those things, and he is able to move in every circumstance. Uh, I think I can hear the voice of the disciples tonight, even in the middle of all of this that's happening. It seemed like Jesus was asleep in the back of the boat, and a storm came upon them suddenly. So much so, they thought their boat was going to capsize over. Maybe they thought they were going to take in so much water that they wouldn't be able to make it to the shore. And they began to cry out to Jesus. And they said, Master, carest not thou that we perish? Don't you care what's happening to us, Lord? Don't you understand we're going through a storm? Don't you understand we're in the middle of a problem? And Jesus stood up and he walked to the edge of that boat. He didn't pause, he wasn't afraid. He simply spoke into the tempest. He said, peace, be still. And when he spoke into the laws of nature, laws that no man can control, laws that no man can tame, laws that no man can manipulate, Jesus spoke into that storm, and immediately the winds and the waves ceased because God is not bound by our limitations. God is not bound by what? pounds us because Jesus was not just a man he was the mighty God in Christ and when God speaks into your situation I don't care what the doctor says I don't care what doubting Thomas says I don't care what the gossipers say I don't care what the haters say sister you better go ahead and believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think I'm gonna pause here and I'm almost done. Don't worry, I'm almost done. God is a we quote that a lot, don't we? God is able to do what? Exceedingly below, above, above. All that you could ask. Or someone shout that. Think. Do you know what that means literally? That means you literally can't imagine what God is capable of doing. No, y'all still don't understand. I said you can't imagine what God is capable of doing. And man has a pretty big imagination. We, we're capable of having some pretty big ideas, aren't we? We, we put men on the moon, didn't we? We, we, we have we put men into space we put spaceships out there mankind has a, a pretty large imagination but but you can't have a bigger imagination than what God is able to do uh, you can't outthink God you can't outplan God uh, God is bigger than your mind God is bigger than what you can comprehend what he's able to do but brother Ryan we can't have revival like they had in the book of Acts stop putting your limitations on God uh, we can't see the kind of things uh, that happen in the the old time tent revivals uh, when cancers fell off their neck. God doesn't operate that way anymore. My God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Stop putting your limitations on God. We're not going to see backsliders come home like we used to see in the old days. You know what you've done? You've put your doubt in God. you put your limitation on God. But God's bigger than your doubt. God's bigger than your fear. God's bigger than your pain pain. God's bigger than your trial. God is bigger than your imagination. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord somebody who believes god's gonna pour out a book of acts revival at apostolic tabernacle you ought to stand to your feet clap your hands to god and say lord i don't know how you're gonna do it i don't understand how it could be i don't know how my loved one's ever gonna serve you i don't know how they're ever gonna get out of the drug culture i don't know how my apostolic son my former apostolic son is gonna come out of the world but i know with god I know with God, all things are possible. I think I can hear Jesus saying, whatsoever you bind on earth. (laughs) Uh, See, we Pentecostals, we're not. We're not quoting these scriptures as often as we should. The old timers quoted these scriptures because they believed them. They believed every word in the book. If God said hitasata. If God said lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, they believed it. They were just crazy enough to believe what the Bible said. Can you imagine that living in a day where people just believe what the Bible said? Bishop, wouldn't it be good if the church could believe if we would lay hands on the sick? They shall recover. If it's in the word, stop putting your limitations on God. You can't heal them. The doctor can't heal them. Medicine can't heal them. But God. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound. Where? In heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Hallelujah. As the musicians come. Somebody ought to be binding some things right now. Somebody ought to be binding some things in Jesus' name right now some of you are waiting for me to preach it to it I I, I shouldn't have to preach it any further than this I just gave you the word some of you are facing things that you can't get over you know what you need to do bind it in Jesus name some of you are facing obstacles that, that you can't humanly come out of you know what you need to do you need to bind it in Jesus name you need to take authority over it and I think I can feel it in the spirit it's being bound in heaven right now some of you need to start binding temptation in Jesus Name, you're facing things, uh, it's messing with your mind, uh, it's messing with your family, uh, it's messing with your marriage, uh, it's messing with your children. Uh, somebody needs to get a boldness in the Holy Ghost uh, right in the middle of the storm. Uh, stop accusing God of not caring uh, and believe that He's able to speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm closing with this. Lazarus was Jesus' good friend. Mary and Martha had waited on Jesus. There were people that Jesus loved. And they loved Jesus. And Jesus got word that Lazarus was very sick, in fact, sick unto death. He could have jumped up and run there, but he didn't. He waited and Lazarus died. Mary and Martha were brokenhearted because they knew that Jesus was able to heal sickness. They'd seen him heal sickness. I've never seen God do a miracle before. They'd seen Jesus do all kinds of great miracles, but they'd never seen him raise anyone from the dead before. So when Jesus got there, they ran to Jesus and said, Jesus! If only you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't be dead right now. Jesus began to have a conversation with them about resurrection. And they misunderstood, they said, We know, we know that there's gonna be a resurrection in the future. But what about right now, Jesus? My brother is gone. And you could have been here, but you weren't. I can relate to their emotions. Can anybody relate to how they were feeling? And Jesus stepped towards that grave. And he cried out, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus stepped out of that grave. Miracle that they didn't expect. In spite of all of the things that they had seen Jesus do, they didn't expect that miracle. I'm preaching to somebody because I know my my audience. I know my church. I know all of you. I love you dearly. I'm preaching to a church full of people. You've seen miracles. Wave your hand if you've seen a miracle. I'm, I'm preaching to people who have seen God do some great things. You're like Mary and Martha. You, you love Jesus, and Jesus loves you. And, and you've seen a lot of things. You've got a lot of great testimonies. But right now in your life, there's a Lazarus situation. And all you can think in your spirit when you pray, when you get in your private time of prayer, you say, Lord, if only you would have done it this way. Be suffering like this right now. (laughs) Lord, if only you would have been here then, then I wouldn't have to feel like this right now. And all the while, God is trying to show you that He's not bound by your limitations. He's getting ready to do something that you don't even think is possible. It hasn't even crossed your mind. Did you know God? Can do things that never even crossed your mind. You, it never even dawned on you. You, when, when, Listen, when your loved one comes back to God, it's going to blow your mind how it happens because it won't be anything you planned. It won't be the way you envisioned it. God will have been working it all together. God will speak into the tomb and all of a sudden, someone's going to step out, still bound in grave clothes. And you know what the church is going to have to do? We're going to have to listen to Jesus. Jesus is going to say, run into that tomb. I want you to go unwrap him right now. I want you, but Lord, no, no, get in there right now and take those grave clothes off of him. It's what the church is called to do. We're called to believe and when he doesn't, we're called to step into the tombs and get our hands dirty working on the miracle that God gave us. I wonder tonight, If there's someone who would be willing to come to this altar and say, Brother Ryan, I've got things in my life I have no idea, no earthly idea in this world. I don't know how God could possibly ever answer that prayer. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem possible. In fact, if I'm being honest, I doubt that God's going to do it. I wonder if you would bring that problem to the altar tonight and say, God, you're bigger than my limitations. You're bigger than my imagination. You're bigger than my fears. You're bigger than my failures Somebody ought to bring a loved one to this altar Somebody ought to bring a sickness to this altar Someone's bringing a financial difficulty to this altar Someone's bringing chronic pain to this altar Someone's bringing bringing a job situation
1: Someone's bringing
0: their marriage to this altar tonight Hallelujah E cry tonight. Just reach over and grab someone's hand and sing. I
1: need, I need Thee,
0: oh, I need Thee. I need you, Lord. Come on, pray for them. Every hour, every hour. Pray for a right now blessing. Go ahead and ask him. Say, I need a right now blessing, Lord. I need a right now blessing. One last time, everyone singing. Lord, in the name of jesus i pray that your hand of protection would be on everyone under the sound of my voice lord i pray for everyone who is facing their own limitations in florida right now and god i pray that our trust would be completely in you bring us back safely this weekend i pray go with us and we love you and we worship you and everyone said in jesus name in jesus name God.